five, four, three, two, one. It's time for Bible study. It's time for some old-fashioned Bible study. Let's get into this, everybody. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Ganaturo el punto. Ganaturo el punto. Español for all my Spanish listeners. I don't know everybody's language, but I just know my second language here in the United States. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Welcome, welcome to another exciting Bible study program. Let's get into this right away. Now, for the newbies that's uh, just tuning in to this show, you just have to be browsing uh, through Spotify or browsing through the other podcast uh, outlets out there. And you just ran into my show. This is called Connecting the Dots. Connecting the Dots is, uh, well, I just try to explain and read and rightly divide God's word in the right way. We're putting references where they're supposed to go. I try to, I, I study the word, God's word in a, a, a format that's called exegesis and rightly divided. I mean, reading in the context, you know, trying to break down who God is talking to, where, when, and why, and different things like that. So I try to put a very rightly divided dispensational way of teaching God's word in this show. Okay, so those for the newbies and everything. So when you tune in, let me give you just a, a footnote. When you tune in and listening to this show, you're going to get straight out Bible study rightly divided. Now, everything's not going to be perfect. You know, you, I'm going to let you know that right up front, but I'm going to always try deeply to rightly divide God's word and read God's word the, the correct way that it's supposed to be read and studied. Another thing I want you to know, newbies, this is for believers only. So so when you come to this, it's for believers only. Not saying you cannot listen to it, but it's for believers only, meaning that it's strictly Bible study. We'll be learning how to study the Bible. It's not so based on reading the Bible, but it's, you know, which is important too. But if you first you have to learn how to study the Bible. And once you learn how to study the Bible, reading becomes easy. Let me just say that again. Once you learn how to study God's Word, study the Bible, the reading of the Bible becomes easy because you have a format and you have an understanding and you know how to rightly divide God's Word and you know who, whom, and what and why the author is talking to. That's that's very important. That's what I mean by exegetical Bible study. That's what you will be getting here on uh, Connecting the Dots, all right? I've been doing this over a year now. I started off as more of a transparent, you know, uh, different topic type of Bible uh, study. But as I had, as I opened up another uh, 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 podcast on another outlet and everything, I just uh, made this this uh, show completely only all the way completely just Bible study. So all you're going to get here, you go to my past previous uh, shows on this connecting the dots, you will see there's more of a format of different teachings about different topics and subjects as well. But you no know, further down the line, I just changed it to strictly Bible study for believers only Bible study for believers only because I have another podcast that's more transparent 
Derrick and his Derrick parent, excuse me, and his Derrick Moore with topics and subjects, etc., stuff like that. It's called Body of Christ Real Talk, Body of Christ Real Talk. When that's, if you're an unbeliever or you're just not saved, I just advise you to just go to that one first and just listen to some of the topics and uh, familiar topics that you're familiar with, worldly topics, world events, local events, uh, you know, different things like that for the unbeliever and the believer or the new believer. You can just go there and just listen to different worldly and different topics on Body of Christ Real Talk. But this one is strictly for Bible study. So the fruit and the meat is really, you will get more of the meat and fruit in this um uh, this Bible study, you're on Connecting the Dots. That's why I just recommend it for believers only. But you're welcome to listen in on it and everything. But the goal is for you to be saved, okay? God bless you all. All right. Let's get right into this. I've been reading and teaching out of a book called God's Secret. The author, her name is Marianne Manley. She's out of San Diego, California. So I've been teaching out of her book for the last, I say, 32 segments. So I'm on, this would be the 33rd segment I would be getting into. So for the ones that have not, that haven't don't know nothing about this, and you just tuning in and you don't know anything about those segments, you will have to just go to the last previous 32 segments not all at one time okay but just slowly but surely to try to find out what's going on and try to catch up to this one i, I recommend that but you don't have to but i recommend that so you can get some type of foundation of what's going on in this book this is a bible study book it's, it's telling you about it's teaching about god's timeline it's not me that's uh that wrote these books it's not my ideas but it's from mary and Manling. so i'm quoting a lot of things out of her book and i'm, I'm going to give my opinion i'm going to give a different analogies and stuff like that or i might go further and read certain scriptures if i need if i feel it needs to be more read and explained in the best way that i can for some of the listeners okay all right let's get right into this god's secret this will be segment 33 this will be segment 33 let's get into it because i don't want to do a lot of talking because of time constraints and i like to at least keep it at least 20 more minutes okay all right welcome to the show let's get into it this is god's secret and this segment will be uh be ending the tribulation period and we'll be getting more into the new kingdom the set of jesus millennium reigning kingdom this is very good and i want you to listen close very closely and get your pen and paper ready okay all right let me get into this let me set up here i'm glad you all have has tuned in and uh i just want you to pay attention to certain verses and scriptures that I will be quoting and just please write them down as we go along, okay? All right. Now, let me see where I left off at. What I'm going to do, I'm going to just start on a certain paragraph where I left off at. I believe I left off at, and I'm going to go from there. Then I'm going to try to keep this at least about at least about uh, 15 to 20 more minutes, and then I'll just go to another segment. You know, I'm, I'm going to go slowly because I noticed my last my last uh, show, I was going real fast. I was just bah, 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 going through it, and I like to just slow down this time so you can get the best meat out of this for believers, okay? All right, let's go. I'm quoting out of her book. Israel will rise to be a shining example and a channel of blessing. The Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rise. And you will find this in Isaiah 16.3. I might have went over this before, but repetition always helps, okay? 
Israel will also be a kingdom of priests. But ye shall be named the priest of the Lord, the minister of our God. You will find that in 61 and 6, Isaiah 61 and 6. The reason I'm naming out these scriptures, some of them, I feel that I'm going to go to those scriptures, scriptures and those verses myself, and I'm going to read them. And most of them I'm not, but it's some of them I'm going to go through and we're going to read it together so we can get a better understanding of what uh, she's trying to teach us out of this book. Okay. Now, the millennium reign of Christ will be a time of peaceful, wonderful, wonderful monarchy. It would be a peaceful one world monarchy. Now, you hear you hear a lot of negativity about the one world orders order. You hear a, a lot of negati negativity about that. But this one world order, one world order, is going to be a perfect. It's going to be like what they call a utopia today. But it's, it's going to be beyond that. It's going to be one world order, but it's going to be ruled by Jesus. It's going to be ruled by Christ. And this is the millennium kingdom that's going to be on earth. This is not the heavenly places where the body of Christ is going to be. I'd like to repeat that. This is going to be where Israel and the proselyte Gentiles is going to be on earth. Where Israel, which is the little flock, is going to be ruling on earth. This is going to be a one world monarchy just ran by the Lord. Let me continue. The Lord will teach the nations his word and the kingdom of of priests will help. The Gentiles will be blessed through Israel. That's what it's supposed to be in that first, you know, when Jesus told him to go out to the world. But I'll get back to that. And it shall come to pass in the last days, these are scriptures she's quoting, that the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and all nations shall flow into it. And many people shall go away and say, Come ye, let us go up to the house of the God of Jacob. Remember, Jacob is Israel. Remember that, like I said in my last show, Jacob is Israel, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the law. Now, I'm going to start right there, and whatever is, is not explained clearly out of the book, I'm going to try to elaborate on it. All right, remember the law was written, written in stone. The old covenant for Israel was written in stone. But going after the tribulation period, you know, going after the tribulation period in the set up of the millennium kingdom, millennium means a thousand, a thousand years is going to be set up on the earth. You know, the new covenant is going to be basically in their heart. And I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm just giving you a format. So this is a breakdown how the new covenant is going to be. I'm just giving you a breakdown. So remember, the old law was written in stone through Moses. Remember that. The old law was written in stone through Moses. You can find the beginning of the law starting at Exodus 19 going up to the uh, Exodus 24 and so on. It was written in stone, but the new law is not going to be written in stone. It's going to be written in their hearts. Let me continue reading. The house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and he will walk, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations, neither shall they learn war anymore. In other words, they will learn war anymore. They will not learn, they will not know nothing about war anymore. Why? Because there will be no more war. All that on my tongue keep getting tired. There will be no more war. Okay, so you can go to Isaiah 2. 2 to 4 and read that. Isaiah 2, 2 to 4 and read that. that. That's what this script verse means. Neither shall they learn war anymore. In other words, in the layman's terms, there would be no more war. All the war would be gone. Okay.
The people of Israel will be perfectly healed. Listen to this closely because this is something very important to this. The people of Israel will be perfectly healed so they can minister and priest. Okay, the people of Israel will be perfectly healed so they can be so they can minister and priest. The eyes of the blind will be open. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart as an heart. A heart is a deer. Okay. Now what 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 is this saying? Remember I was saying in the last show. What was the purpose? And I ask you this question. What was the person? What was the reason Jesus was doing a lot of healing? Why was he healing? Remember, remember, I asked that question. Do you guys remember when I asked that question? Why was Jesus doing a lot of healing? Was it because he was so much of a loving person, in which he is? Was it so much that he hated to see people sick and whatever like that? Yes, that's a that's that's a reason. But what was the main reason that Jesus came to heal? And then another important question is who who was he healing? Okay, the first answer to that is Jesus came doing a lot of miraculous signs and healing because he was giving his people Israel, showing them an example how the millennium kingdom is going to be. There will be no more sickness and nothing like that in the millennium kingdom, in his kingdom, which he will run. There will be no more blind. There will be no more, you know, palsies. There will be no more sick and deaf and stuff like that. He was doing a lot of those things, and when he first came on the earth, remember that. You also remember when John the Baptist sent one of his disciples to ask Jesus, was he the one that we was expecting? Remember John the Baptist, all, a lot of Israel, especially the little flock and even some of the nations, the high, uh, uh, the high top dogs of Israel. I call them the, 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 uh, the ones that's really supposed to be the one that's supposed to be teaching the different ways of the law and uh, getting people ready for the coming of their king, their Messiah. <clears throat> they was ready for that. They was looking to, for the ushering in of Jesus to come in. But Jesus also told them, well, the book of Isaiah prophesied about the signs, what would be the signs that would prove that Jesus or let you know that Jesus is your king. Jesus reiterated that with the answer back to John the Baptist. So John the Baptist knew if he read the old scroll, not no if, when he read the old scrolls, when he read the old testaments, though he remembered what the prophet said, that the signs, one of the signs that's showing that their king, that, that their king has come upon or their king has arrived would be signs and wonders, etc., according to the book of Isaiah. So John should have known that. Therefore, that's why Jesus told the disciple that John sent to him to go back and tell him the, the deaf here the blind see, et cetera, et cetera, right there. That should have been, that should have uh, gave John, put a light in John's head to let him know, okay, this is the Messiah. This is the one we're looking for because it was prophesied by Isaiah. I remember, I'm putting in the layman terms today. I remember hearing that. I remember my old prophets, my old forefathers saying that. So therefore, this Jesus is doing those things. So evidently he must be the king. I went around about that so you can get a good understanding about that. Okay. The people of Israel would be perfectly healed so they can minister and priest. The eyes of the blind will be open. 
The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped, then shall the lame man leap as a deer. Heart. King James says heart, but heart means deer. You can find this in Isaiah 35, 5, and 6. Matter of fact, let's go there and read a little bit more. Okay, let's go to Isaiah 35. I'm right here now. I'm going to read this over. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. This is a picture of the millennium kingdom. This is how this, this earthly kingdom is going to be. There's not going to be sick or nothing on this earthly kingdom. Okay, very wonderful. Awesome. Then shall the lame man leap as a deer, heart, and the tongue of the dung sing. That means they're going to be able to speak. They're going to be in the scene. Then there's not going to be no more deaf and dumb. For in the wilderness shall waters break out in streams in the desert, and the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water in the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. I mean, it's going to be very beautiful. This is going to be a perfect look, like it used to be in the Garden of Eden. But I don't want to get ahead. And the verse 8, and a highway shall be there. That tells you it's going to be a highway, not with cars and stuff like that. I have no idea how it's going to be. Remember, remember this, according to the book of Revelation, there's going to be streets of gold, etc., stuff like that. So, you know, the Bible breaks down how the kingdom of heaven look, okay? And the highway shall be there in a way. And it shall be called the way of holiness. It shall be a certain passageway, a highway, that's going to show them the way of holiness or how to walk on the way of holiness. And the unclean shall not pass over it. Anybody that's unclean or whatever cannot pass over it. You know, why is that fair? Now, if the millennium kingdom is going to be perfect and it's not going to be anything like that, why does uh, Isaiah says prophesies that the... Uh, that the unclean shall not pass over it. That's telling me it's still going to be some type of wickedness. It's still going to be some sinful people in the kingdom. So why? Because sin is still around then. Sin haven't been dealt with yet. So therefore, according to this verse, that's just letting us know it's still going to be some unclean. It's still going to be because sin nature haven't been dealt with yet. And that's, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be triple times better than what the earth is today but sin is still going to be on the floor on the ground so you're still going to have sinful people and wicked people in those days even in the millennium kingdom they're not going to be able to pass in this pathway jesus is talking about okay i hope i got that straight but it shall be for those the wafering men though Fools shall not err then. The same thing, the wicked ones, the fools shall not enter into us. So I just read that to let you know. It's so much that the kingdom is going to be. This is going to be somewhat. I'm not. Okay, we look at perfect in this way. This is going to be a kingdom that's more close to perfect you can ever imagine. That I cannot even imagine. No one can imagine how perfect or close to perfect this kingdom is going to be. Now, it's not the fullness of times. Let me get this right. You say, Joe, what is the fullness of time? The fullness of times is, is the setup after the judgment seat, the great white throne judgment. Then it's going to be eternity of eternities. This kingdom is going to be, remember, it's going to be a new heaven because the old heaven is going to be melted and be destroyed. And it's going to be a new earth. 
So we must remember this. This is not nothing going to be compared into the fullness of times, but this is millennial, millennial kingdom is going to be better than any type of utopia that man can figure out. You know, an earthly person thinks of utopia, you know, as something being perfect. They don't understand perfect perfectness because they don't understand their sin nature. So there would never be a such thing. There would never be, man cannot never make a perfect nation. This new reset they're trying to set up will never be perfect because man Perfectness, perfectness is always going to be cursed. They don't know what perfectness is because sin is still doing it and you will still have evil. You can't get rid of evil. Therefore, man will always be a dictator to put you away or whatever like that because sin is still prevalent. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I just want to give a breakdown of how this earth is going to be more perfect than it is. It's going to be a beautiful place, but they're still going to have people that's going to waver. You know, that's why Jesus is going to rule it with a rod of iron. He's going to be very strict. Okay. The kingdom. In the kingdom, Christ will lift the curse and restore the earth, okay, in the kingdom. The time of refreshing, which Peter talked about <clears throat> when he said the men of Israel about will have come. This is what Peter talked about. You can find this in uh, Acts 3. 19 and 21. Acts 3, 19 and 21. Give me five more minutes. Because the earth will be restored to what it was like. Listen to this. In the beginning, when Adam and Eve were, Eve were in the Garden of Eden, Okay. Remember I said that? Remember I said that. The earth, this kingdom, millennium reigning earth will be restored. According to this, according to Mary and Manly, what she's saying, and got some verses and scripture to back it up. <clears throat> it will be like the beginning when Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden. Remember that. If you go back to Genesis, how was the Garden of Eden before they, before they uh, ate the fruit? It was perfect because anything God made was perfect. Okay, anything God made was perfect. Okay, after they ate the fruit, then the curse. That's why I say it's up here. <clears throat> Christ will lift the curse and restore the earth. What curse? The curse that was restored was restored on the earth when Adam and Eve disobeyed and ate the fruit. Okay, let me go over here. All right, I'm gonna do a couple of minutes and then I'm gonna stop. Israelites would need the gift of tongues and languages. Hmm. Let's read this again. Israelites would need the gift of tongues and languages at this time. Why? Okay, you said I thought tongues and uh, which mean languages, languages was no more. Yes, but remember, if you understand what tongues was for, even in the book of Acts and even in the time, why tongues was used, tongues always in the Bible most of the time mean languages. Remember that tongues always and the Bible means languages. Therefore, why did they what what was the gift of tongues for? The gift of tongues or the, or languages was for them to when they go to those different nations, different Gentile nations, the Jews that were scattered, they was raised and they was born in no nations, so they, they spoke the tongues of those Gentile nations. They spoke the languages of those Gentile nations. You follow me? So therefore, the ones that's going out there, they will have to understand, they will have to know how to talk their language for those fellow Jews over there, whatever, whatever nation they was in, you know, you can find it in the book of Acts, but whatever nation or continent, you know, whatever nation they was in, they had a different language. They didn't speak the uh, the old Hebraic language or whatever the Jew language was then. They spoke whatever country. Just say, I'm. let me make it plain like this. I might be a black American. 
or some people might say African-American. But I was born and raised in, just say, China. Thank God I'm not. I was only taught the Chinese language, so therefore that's the only language I know, how to speak Chinese. But my ethnicity, I'm a black African, you know, or a black man. I was born in America, but I was breeded and I was raised and I was taught the Chinese language. So therefore, I only know the Chinese language or the Arabic language or the Russian language or the Philip, whatever language it was. That's all I know. Now, for order for someone to come out there and try to bring me back to where I belong, they cannot talk their language. They have to learn. They got to, they got to learn my language so I can understand what they're saying. You follow me? So therefore, I had, they was given a miraculous gift. They didn't have to go to school or nothing, that, none of that. They, they was given a miraculous gift, supernatural gift to know my language just so I can understand it, so I can understand the message or the kingdom message to bring them, bring me back where I belong. Okay, I hope I, I made that clear. So therefore, Tongues will have to be back again. Languages will be manifested again during the kingdom period because they're going to be out there witnessing. They will go out there and be witnessing and bringing everybody back. But they will be going to different Gentile nations and witnessing in that Gentile nation's language. So the Jews in those uh, nations can understand what they're saying. They'll be talking their own lingo. You understand what I'm saying? I hope I'm making that clear. Okay. So, Israelites will need the gift of tongues, which is languages at this time, as they teach the nations about the Lord, the kingdom program. Yea, many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem. So, they, those languages have to be understood. Remember, it's different languages. You have, they, they will have to have a supernatural gift to talk that language so they can understand the kingdom message. Okay? I hope you got that. And it shall come to pass that ten men, this is, a, this is according to the book of Zechariah, Zechariah, and it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nations. Remember, I was just saying that, okay? Even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, we will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. You'll find this in Zechariah 8, 22 and 23. Go to Zechariah, not now, but just read Zechariah 8, 22 and 23. You will get a more breakdown. So when you read Zechariah, you'll understand why they had to, uh, it was prophesied that the different languages that these witnesses, you know, it's probably even 144,000 that had to go out there. They had to miraculously learn those languages where their, their people was at. Okay. The promise of the covenant will be fulfilled. Israel will have the land, seed, and blessing forever. All kingdom believers will be raised up from their graves and enter the kingdom. Now, listen to this. That's why a lot of people get this messed up with the rapture of the church. No, this is this is the resurrection of the old believers in the kingdom program and back before then. This is the uh, this is the resurrection of them. This is not the rapture of the church. Let me continue reading. All kingdom, all kingdom believers will be raised up from their graves. All kingdom believers. Now, this is Marianne Manley saying this. All kingdom believers will be raised up from their graves and enter the kingdom and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, their forefathers, in the kingdom of heaven. You'll find this in Matthew 8 and 11. Now, Matthew 8 and 11 is talking about this is what's going to, this is, will be a fulfillment of Matthew 8 and 11 in this kingdom program. That the ones that will be resurrected from their graves will sit down with their forefathers, Israel, Jews, now not the body of Christ. This is the church, the kingdom of heaven, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Okay. 
Listen to this one. David, you probably never heard this before, but it's in the Bible. David will be raised up to rule with Christ. Who is David? King David. Okay, King David will be raised up to rule with Christ. They shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. And this is a quote for Jeremiah 39. They shall serve the Lord their God and David their king. Marianne is letting you know right there, I might be reading it too close together, but what she says right here, David will be raised up to rule with Christ. And this is the scripture or the verses to back up what she's saying. They shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. You can find that in Jeremiah 39, Jeremiah 39. I got a couple more minutes. Let me keep going. Continuing, quoting. The 12 apostles will rule with Jesus. You can find this in Luke 22. 28 to 30, Luke 22 and 28 to 30. Jesus, the king, will reign over Israel forever, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, okay? And of his kingdom, there shall be no end, okay? Judah and Israel go come right back together, okay? They was broken off. I think it was a... Uh, uh, I might be saying this wrong, but one of them broke off the uh, the ten, uh, ten, 10 of them broke off and went somewhere else. And then there was two. There was Judah and Israel. But anyway, they shall come together and they shall all be formed back to the 12 tribes. OK. <clears throat> all right. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob. Remember, Jacob is Israel forever. And for of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Luke 1 and 33. You can find that on Luke 1 and 33. God takes back the kingdom from Satan. You can find this in Revelation 11 and 15. Christ will rule with a rod of iron. Remember I talked about the rod of, rod of iron. That means he will rule with a strict order. It would be very strict order. That means it's still going to be some dis misbehavior. It's still going to be some sinning. But Christ is going to be his way or no way. He's going to rule this so-called one world order his way. It's going to be the most perfect, righteous way that can be ruled. He ain't going to tolerate no evil, tolerate no mess like they tolerate today. That means that's what he means by the rod of iron. He's going to be strict. It's going to be some death punishments because sin is still around. And all the world would be all the world would know him. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother. Let me read that again. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Everyone in that kingdom will know Jesus. Ain't going to be no guessing. Because if you're part of that kingdom, that means you know Christ. Remember, he's going to plant these things in your heart. Everybody going to know Christ. There's not going to be no excuse. You can find that in Hebrews 8 and 11. Hebrews 8 and 11. Okay. Now, listen to this, and I'm going to stop. God will put his new covenant. That's what I was talking about earlier. This is what I started off with. God will put his new covenant in the hearts and minds of the believers of who? Israel. And cause them to walk in his ways. Let's say this again. Let me say this again and repeat this. Quoting, God will put his new covenant in the hearts and minds of the believers of Israel. Not the church, not the body of Christ. The believers of Israel. And cause them to walk in his ways. You will find these. This is proof. You can find this all in Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. And in Ezekiel 36, 26 to 27. I like when she backs it up with scripture. That's very important. You can find what I just quoted from her in Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34, in Ezekiel 36, 26 to 27. God will put his new covenant in the hearts and minds of the believers of Israel. Not what is not going to be written on stones. The new covenant is going to be written in their hearts. They're going to automatically know how to obey him spiritually, not with the not with stone. 
Okay, I'm going to stop right there. All right. I hope you got something out of that. This is this is just a, a partial view how the kingdom will be set up on this earth. Not this earth, but it's going to be a new heaven and earth as well. And I know I get ahead of myself sometimes. I get excited. But this is just a little partial view of how the millennial kingdom is going to be set up. The next time I start again, we're going to get into Satan being loose. Remember, Satan has been bound by angel. He's bound. He's been bound for a thousand years. The next time, the next segment, I will begin in segment 34, and we'll be getting into Satan is going to be loosed after the thousand-year reign. Remember, it's going to be a thousand-year reigns, a thousand-year reign on earth as Christ is king, okay? So, I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for listening to this. This is I'm reading out of a book called God's Secret by Marianne Manley. This segment was the setup of the kingdom. I have the, what's going to be happening on the millennium reign. Millennium means thousand, thousand year reign on earth. This is new to some people, but it's in the Bible. It's in our Bible, especially, especially uh, really broken down in the King James Bible, okay? God bless you all. Now, for the ones that never heard the salvation message, and somewhat is still on the fence. You still have a chance to be saved. Now, how to be saved? Now, what I'm reading right now and what Mary Manley is putting right down, this is for the ones that's left, if you're still alive. This is for the ones that's left. Now, before even you can even think about saying, I want to just wait and enter this kingdom, you're not promised you're going to make it to this kingdom. You're not promised that you're going to even want to follow Christ. It's going to be tougher and it's going to be harder. So you better take salvation while it's free and it's by grace now, by only believing. Because you, that, that time in the millennial reign, you could, they're going to go back to works. They're going to have to endure. They're going to have to, you're going to have to hold on. You can lose your salvation in the tribulation period. You can lose your salvation in the kingdom period. You understand what I'm saying? You can't lose your salvation in the grace period, the dispensation of grace. But in the tribulation period, how wonderful that kingdom is, is going to be stricken, it's going to be wonderful. But maintaining your salvation through all the tribulation is going to be the challenge because you can lose your salvation. A lot of them are going to give up their rights to follow Christ by taking the mark of the beast. The ones that don't give up their rights for Christ, a lot of them are going to be beheaded. They're going to get their heads chopped out in all kinds of forms of death. So it's going to be very, very tough if you enter that millennial trip. You don't want to deal with the tribulation. I'm just putting it that way. So take free grace now while you got a chance. And the way to be saved today is believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Believe in what he done on the cross. Paul preached the cross. Paul preached the cross. What I mean by that, that means he preached the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, not the kingdom program. You believe of what Jesus did, not who Jesus was. You believe in of what Jesus did, okay? They're going to go back to who Jesus was or who Jesus is. Right now, we just believe and we get saved by believing what Jesus did for us. You believe in his death, burial, resurrection, and you receive that he done that for you? You're going to be saved. Believe in this receiving. God bless you. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. God bless you all. This is segment 33. We're going to get into Satan being loosed on the next segment. I love you all. Bye-bye. Peace out.